Howdy friends and welcome to the Old Hat Podcast. This is episode 51 and I'm your host, Old Hat, also known as James Chambliss or James Chambliss also known as Old Hat, depending on how you know Old Hat. (laughs) I'm glad you're here even if I'm confused. Welcome to a Wednesday. A very I'm happy to be here. This week has had two Mondays and one Wednesday so far. I'm hoping tomorrow's a Thursday. That'd be nice. Been very busy around here. I thought I'd just kind of bring you up to speed on what's going on around here. Well, not that you need to know all of that, I guess, but uh, last week was wild. So we, we had a plumber come out on Friday because we were going to have a whole house water filtration system put in. But when he got here, I said, look, what my real problem is, is that my hot water heater is just, it's just water. It's not hot. Help. And his specialty, as it turns out, was water filtration systems. So he called his friend in the company who specializes in water heaters, and they eventually got it figured out. But you could tell he didn't spend a lot of time doing that because he managed to, uh, he opened one of the, the relief valves so that the air would go out of it after he had fixed it, but he forgot to close the relief valve, and so eventually water went out of it and all over the floor. So I had a I had a plumber mop my floor. So you got to like that, right, if you can find somebody to come alongside and mop your floors for you. Of course, it really needed it after the plumber had been here for sure. But anyway, so I, we didn't get the filtration system done because that took like five hours with going to get the parts and coming back. But y'all, the water's never been hotter. It's like 153 degrees now coming out of the tap. So I think I'm going to turn it down because that's a little hot. But you can take a hot shower for days because you never run out of hot water now. So that's a good thing. I like that. But uh, I was glad that we did that instead of the filtration system because I found out it has to go in the garage. And y'all, my garage is not yet ready for that kind of uh, work to happen in it. So it's gotten a little out of hand through the pandemic and we've been moving things around in the house because we've we're empty nesting now so we've got a lot of extra rooms but we have a bunch of junk we got to get out of those rooms so we can turn them into things like podcasting studios and offices and you name it we're doing all kinds of stuff around here but most of what washed out of these rooms ended up in my garage and so i have been frantically cleaning one of my sons came over and helped me and so now i've got a spot that we can install um, the water filtration system and I finally called him back when I was confident that I had that much. I called him back, and the guy's on vacation, so it'll be a couple of weeks. So I've got time to clean the rest of the garage, which is a good thing, I guess. It needs to be done. So I've got more quality time with my plumber in my not-too-distant future, but not this week. And then last week on Monday was the dentist with my lovely bride, and then Tuesday was a different dentist with my lovely bride, and yes, we seem to be doing that a lot lately. I don't even remember what we did last Wednesday. Uh, And then Thursday, I had to go to Dallas to drive my mom to the hospital for a PET scan, and uh, so that was fun. It was an all-day thing, and it was late in the day when we actually got there for well, it's afternoon, put it that way, and when we got there for the scan, and, and mom had had to be fasting from the day before, so like 24 hours. So to say that mother was cranky, uh, a little hangry would be accurate. Uh, And we had a really, really rough day for the most part until we left and drove directly to the nearest McDonald's and got her a chocolate shake. And y'all, the sun came out and the children were smart and the flowers were pretty and the traffic was nice. It was just a beautiful day. So if, uh, 
If you want to take some advice for being my mom, a chocolate shake might just solve your problems and make your outlook much brighter. You should at least try it occasionally, right? And then Friday was Poetry Day. One of the reasons that I didn't podcast much last week is because I was saving my voice up for Friday because it's a marathon day. I go to a local high school that studies my poetry, and I'll, there's more about that in a future podcast, but um, I go and I tell them stories basically all day long. And so as the freshman English classes come through period by period, I stand there and tell the same stories over and over again. And so there's not a microphone in their uh, lecture hall. There probably could be, but... Y'all, I really move around too much when I'm in front of a group for <laughs> for a microphone. And I have way too many mimes. And, you know, I, 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 if you saw me tell the story about my fight with an ostrich, you would know that really no microphone was designed for that. And frankly, the cowboy's plenty loud most of the time. And so that's what I did all day. And, and it, it's a lot of fun, but it's exhausting. And my voice is just shredded. The next day, I didn't answer the phone unless it was, you know, obviously a 911 emergency. And I didn't talk much. And I drank a lot of uh, healthy tea with uh, lemon and honey in it. And I'm, I'm starting to get back on track. I run, I still run out of voice if I talk too long. But uh, so that may keep this short. We'll just see because nobody wants to listen to a scratchy cowboy podcast, right? But I didn't get to rest my voice entirely on Saturday because my favorite granddaughter had a birthday on Saturday. So we had to go to the party. And um, my son that's off at college called, and I said, he called later in the day. I said, hey, if you call your brother, you can get your niece on the phone and tell her happy birthday. And he said, oh, I already did that, which makes you proud, right? (laughs) You already thought about my granddaughter. You're brilliant, obviously. And I said, well, did she give you the list of what she got for her birthday? Because when I ask her things, I get a complete list down to the last tiniest little thing. She tells me everything. She's going to be great with spreadsheets. That's just going to be her domain, I think. And he said, no, she only told me two things, airplanes and monster trucks. And y'all, I know what you're thinking, little girl. And she got trains and, I mean, airplanes and, and monster trucks, but... I knew she'd like them, and I was right. Everybody thought I was a little crazy when I said I bought her some airplanes (laughs) and some monster trucks. But as soon as the cake was consumed and all the gifts were open, we ran outside and threw these styrofoam airplanes around the yard for an hour. She really, really likes them. So today it's raining, so she's probably playing with the monster trucks when she gets out of school. But, hey, grandpas, they pay attention. They know what you like. They try and give you what you want. That's what I did with her. So that was a big party on Saturday. And, and Sunday, I was just exhausted. I don't know that I hit a lick at a snake all day long. I was really tired after all that. And then this week's been full. I, you know, it's not been as busy or as wild or as, you know, many different, you know, nobody had surgery on a tooth or anything this week, so that's good. But it's just the calendar's full every day. Every day is just this and then that and then this and then that. And then we've got to go over here and do this. We've got to go over here and do that. And today is about podcasting. And so that's what I'm doing here. Of course, Wednesday mornings, uh, Ginger comes over and we record a podcast. And it takes some time to edit because we tend to wander around sometimes. <laughs> and my son, bless his heart, does the editing for us because he understands this software better than I do. And, uh, and so we've gotten to where when we're podcasting and we really mess up we'll just go well he'll edit that that'll be fine 
<laughs> and a lot of times when it's just me, there's no editing needed, or at least it doesn't get done. But you guys don't seem to mind too much, and I use the pause key pretty regular so you don't hear me sniffing or coughing or whatever. When I get lost in what story I'm telling, I can just hit the pause key. Just like that. And you may or may not even notice. But uh, when Ginger and I are together, we, we gosh, y'all, she's so valuable and she's so much fun. We talk and talk and talk. And so we talked for two hours this morning and got a 30-minute podcast. <laughs> and so, well, 35 minutes. We'll edit it down just a little bit, though, because there was some wandering around there. But I really enjoy my time with her. I appreciate the feedback from you guys on that one. Uh, I really think you're going to like this one. I certainly enjoyed it. But then I kind of always enjoy my time with Ginger, no matter what we talk about. And honestly, the best podcast would be the things that we don't record when we're talking. (laughs) You just have to be here for some of that, which could be kind of fun. And speaking of which, I'm thinking about doing some videos and maybe putting them on YouTube or something. So some of the podcasts, you could see it as well as hear it. Would you be interested in that? I know that's happening out there in the big wide world. And I have the equipment now because I've started doing some Zoom presentations. Uh, And so I bought actually a really good camera for that and got a computer set up and got a little backdrop, which, you know, if I'm just recording my podcast, you're going to see all the mess that's in here instead of just the the lovely bookcase that's behind me for a Zoom presentation. (laughs) Do y'all do that? So there's a way that you can like, you know, put the Eiffel Tower behind you if that's what you wanted. Or you could you could broadcast from the Louvre or something if you chose by putting a green screen behind you. I'm not getting into that. You just, this is just where I'm at. You get to see the lovely podcasting studio from which the Old Hat Podcast is made. And uh, I think it's pretty interesting. Of course, it's all my stuff in here. And so I like it. I think you might too. So love to hear your thoughts on that if you're interested in seeing videos of this whole process. Maybe we can do that. So the other thing that's new is I've decided to do something called Old Hat Reads the Classics. And so I'm just going to, it's going to be in this same podcast stream for now. I think probably what will happen eventually is Ginger will probably decide that she's enjoying this podcast as much as I am because she really seems to be. And so maybe we'll split that out into a different stream and take it in a different direction. And then the Old Hat Reads the uh, the classics could be its own show all on its own if you like it. So we'll see how that goes. I think I'm going to start with uh, Alice in Wonderland. It's 12 chapters. Just going to read through it. And it's just me reading. So if you like my voice, maybe me reading uh, the classics will help you go to sleep. <laughs> when I was speaking at the high school on Friday, there was one class where one kid just flat took a nap. And I thought, what I've often said in church, I hope everybody gets something out of my talk, even if it's just a good nap. And somebody actually did that the other day. And I started to say something about it, but she was napping kind of aggressively. Like, everybody look at me napping. I don't know how you can be that obvious when you're napping, really. I mean, I can be that obvious, but it's because I snore. She didn't snore at all, but everyone was aware that this one particular person was napping through my talk. And y'all, that's hard to do because it's pretty active. I, there's a lot of hand motions and a lot of yelling. I pick up a, I picked up a, a bulletin board and ran around with it at one point to make a point. So, it's uh, hard. I'm hard to sleep through. That's just a fact in person. Now, I'm told that some of you go to sleep listening to my podcast on purpose, and I want you to know I think that's wonderful. If my voice helps you calm down and helps you relax and helps you sleep, then that makes me happy. I have a podcast so that I can help you sleep. That's a wonderful thing. 
But there's so many good books out there, and so many of them are in the public domain. You don't need the author's permission to read them because they've been dead for 400 years or whatever, and you can read that stuff, and you don't have to pay anybody, and no lawyers get involved, and things like Alice in Wonderland and and uh, all of the Alexander Dumas books, like The Three Musketeers, we're talking about that, Peter Pan. There's just so many different books that we could read together. And if you like that idea, or if you have a book in mind, uh, and I think I'm actually going to get Mrs. Hat to read some of them, y'all. She has the greatest reading voice. Well, for years, when we travel, going along drive, uh, I'm driving and she's reading a book to me. And so I'm a big fan of it. And so I hope she'll do some of that. And maybe Ginger will even rope in here and read a book or two. And we'll just see where that all goes. I think it'll be fun. But that's coming soon. We're not doing that today, but it's coming soon. So be looking for it. And from time to time on today's podcast, you may be hearing rumbling. That is not my stomach. That is thunder because we have a lot of rain and thunder and lightning. And the last time I looked, it was 49 degrees and falling outside. So it's a lot like fall around here. It's cooling off and it's wet and rainy, which is just perfect for today. We had taco soup for lunch, which was hot. And we made homemade tortillas, which if you don't make your own tortillas, you should. Oh, they're just the best. And when I headed down to the podcasting studio, my lovely bride told me she was about to make pumpkin bread. So two things are true. One, we eat really good around here. And two, everything in the kitchen is dirty. Because we have this deal. The one who cooks doesn't have to clean. And y'all, she's the best cook. (laughs) I want her to cook. I don't want to eat my own cooking very often. So I'm perfectly happy cleaning the kitchen, which is my next job after I get through here talking to you guys. But we got a lot to do around here outside, but it is not happening today. Even Emmy Lou the Wonder Dog is in the house. She was uh, pretty upset when it started blowing in, and she hates thunder. And we try and leave her outside. I mean, you don't have to stand in the rain. She's got a great big covered patio and a nice warm bed inside of a little house that she could get into. But she prefers to stand at the door, exposed to the rain, shivering until we let her in. And we weren't going to, but then it thundered. And y'all, thunder really does freak this poor dog out. So we let her in, and and, uh, my bride dried her off, and we put her in her kennel and gave her some chew sticks. And so she's just kind of chilling. She's happy when it rains and thunders, because then she knows we'll let her in. But So we have stairs. She comes in upstairs. Our house is weird, all right? It's built into a hillside, so this some of this you'll go okay that doesn't make any sense but if you realize that when you come up to my house you're at the upstairs if you come from the street and if you walk inside and go down the stairs then you go out into the backyard does that help it's kind of confusing anyway uh, we let her in upstairs because that's where she likes to show up that's where we are most at lunchtime definitely and uh She wants to come in the house, but before you let her in, if it's thundering, you have to go to the stairs and close the baby gate. Because if you don't, when you let Emmylou in, she will run directly down the stairs and nothing in the world will entice her to come up the stairs because she is so afraid of thunder. And if it thunders anywhere within five miles of here, 500 miles of here, she knows. And if you let her in, boom, down the stairs. So we like her to go in her kennel. And she likes her kennel. It's it's home. She feels safe there. That's where she keeps her little collection of balls that she likes to chase. And that's where her food and her water dish are. And that's her favorite. She's very comfortable there. If you leave the gate open, she'll usually stay in there. But if there's thunder, 
and the baby gate's not closed, down the stairs she goes, and you're not getting her back for anything in the world. <laughs> she does not like loud noise. She is not a good gun dog. I've never taken her out when I was shooting because I figured the gun would go off one time and she'd just run forever. So we don't even try that with her. But she's happy and warm in her bed right now, just wondering what in the world I'm talking about. It's not about playing ball, though, although her tail wags every time I say the word ball. Ball? Ball? Yep. How to make a dog happy? Go throw a ball. <laughs> this rain is unfortunately soaking the bags of mulch that I've got laid around the front flower beds to distribute, so it'll be even more interesting. To, I hate putting out mulch because it just scatters everywhere. You get it up to your elbows if you do it right, or maybe I do it wrong and that's why I get it up to my elbows, but it won't scatter as, as much. You know, there won't be as much dry matter in it when I put it out now, but uh, but it's heavier, so I don't mean to sound lazy, but I'm not looking forward to that job. And I also bought a new tiller attachment. Ooh, old hat's gone to talking about farming equipment. You can doze off now if you want. This will help you go to sleep if you don't like farming equipment. But I have an old Massey Ferguson tractor. I don't think of it as that old, uh, but it's a 1974 model. And, and the mechanic that put it back in shape for me was like, this is an ancient tractor. I'm like, it's not that old. And he's like, dude, I had to call mechanics that have retired from here to find somebody that, that had ever worked on one this old. <laughs> I was like, okay, I was alive in 74, so I don't think of that as that long ago. But I guess in tractor years, that's a pretty old tractor. But it's got, uh, you can put attachments on the back, and it, then it's got a bucket on the front so you can pick stuff up with it as well. But I went and bought a tiller attachment for the back. And y'all, I hope it's not too heavy. It, within the statistics, it should work because the... The tiller attachment weighs 650 pounds, and the tractor's uh, three-point hitch is rated for 750 pounds. So, really, it ought to be fine, right? And my son's like, okay, but that was 750 pounds back in its prime, and it's a 1974 model, so maybe it's out of its prime. And I'm just like, oh, you have little faith. <laughs> Us old people are tricky. I bet old tractors are the same way. We'll see if it works. If it, if it doesn't, I'll have to buy a smaller uh, tiller attachment or a bigger tractor. And, of course, you know which I would prefer. I'd like to have a bigger tractor. You always want a bigger tractor. You always want another tractor. You always want a bigger tractor. So we'll figure out how that goes. It's, too, uh, it's going to be too wet this week to do any of that. But when I do, I'm going to till up a patch and plant fava beans, which I swear the only thing I know about fava beans uh, is from that movie Silence of the Lambs. Scary movie. I never watched it, but there's a quote about something with a nice Chianti and some fava beans or something. And that's the only thing. I don't think I've ever eaten them. I've heard them called broad beans before, and that's familiar, but I've never had them. But they grow over the winter. So if you plant them now, they'll survive. You know, they may not survive negative six, which we had in February. So it's kind of a gamble. But I bought some seed, and so I'm planning on plowing up a patch and planting a bunch of fava beans. And they're actually a pea instead of a bean, as it turns out. The taxonomy works out that way, but what that means is they'll produce nitrogen, so they're good for the soil. So it's like putting out fertilizer <laughs> all winter long, every day. And uh, and if things go right, then, uh, then April or May, I'll be able to harvest a bunch of fava beans, and we'll have to figure out how to eat them. There's bound to be a way to eat fava beans, right? With a nice Chianti, the guy said, so maybe we could try that out. But I'm looking forward to that. We've been talking about a greenhouse that would be fun but i just can't figure out how to spend that much money on something that in texas you can only use at most six months out of the year because in the summer 
it would be so hot you couldn't possibly stand inside of it. You know, it's it's usually 30 to 50 degrees warmer than the outside. That would get too hot really fast. Like today it's 49, but tomorrow it could be 80. It's Texas. You just don't know what the weather's going to do like. If you don't like the weather in Texas, just hang around about 15 minutes. It'll probably change. And it could go up. It could go down. There's just no telling. So that makes you not want to spend a lot of money on a greenhouse. It, it would be fun to extend the growing season, though. You know, if you could extend it on into, because you could almost go to December anyway in Texas. We often don't have a frost or a freeze until late into November and sometimes early into December. That'd be kind of fun, but just not ready to pull the trigger on on spending that much money. on. So what I'm going to do instead is just make cold frames. I've got some um, some raised flower beds, garden beds that I put in. They've, most of them don't have flowers in them. Most of them have vegetables in them through the year. Uh, but I think I'm going to build some things that, uh, that I've been looking into how to DIY some cold frames. So it's like, it's kind of like a, a poor man's um, greenhouse. That's what I'm thinking. So it's small and you prop it open and so you can take it off easy if you need to. And so we'll, I'm going to see about growing some lettuce and getting some uh, broccoli and cauliflower in. And I'm also going to grow microgreens inside. So I've got a setup where I can grow microgreens, lettuce and things like that that you can put on salads. Just a way to eat fresh vegetables or fresh salad toppings through the winter is always a great thing to do. And uh, so that's what I'm working around here garden-wise. And then, okay, so this is interesting to me. We had uh, we were out of town this summer, and there was some sort of microburst storm here at the house. And a big stand of trees been there for years and years and years, shorted out the electricity for the neighborhood. So she shut down everybody's electricity. We weren't home. I'm happy about that. But the electric company came out and uh, cut down a bunch of trees and put the electricity right. But the trees were a mess, y'all. They just came out and just gave us the worst-looking haircut on these trees that you've ever seen. And it was just awful. So we just decided to take them the rest of the way down. And so now my front yard's bigger. Because while they were taking out the trees that they had hacked off the tops of, and they just put big notches in them, it just was really sad-looking. <laughs> the trees were very, very embarrassed. And so we just cut them all down. Uh, they were just hackberries and elm trees, nothing really fancy. And what's really nice about it is now you can see the great big grandfather oak. It's just, you know, it's the patriarch of the trees in my yard. It's just huge. It's beautiful. And now you can see it, and it's got all the growth away from it. So it's probably going to be a lot healthier now. But now I've got all that area that I have to turn into either grass and mow it, or flower beds, or I'm thinking about planting dogwoods back in there, and all kinds of things. So my mind's going crazy with coming up with stuff to plant there. And I've already had the sprinkler people come out and look about, you know, putting sprinklers over there because 90% of the trouble that you have in your yard or your garden is water related. So instead of running hoses and then everything dying when you're on vacation or forget about it, I'm just going to have them put sprinklers in there so I don't have to worry about losing the trees that we plant because that is going to, you know, not tall trees. We're not going back with tall trees because we're not going to do that electricity thing again. We might be home and get in trouble. And so, But we're going to do smaller, shorter things that are decorative like uh, red maples, Japanese maples. I've got one of those in my backyard, so it would be kind of cool to have one in the front yard. And I'm also going to plant a lot more tulips. Y'all, I found my bride's favorite tulip bulbs. 
And we've, she's seen them a lot of different places, and I've, I've found some, not very many, but what I got, I've got some planted already right by the door so she can see them when she walks out, and then I'm going to put, you know, some more somewhere else and surprise her with where those are going to be. So I'm starting on her birthday present here in November, but it won't arrive until her birthday in March. So that's a lot of planning ahead, isn't it? Hope, and she always appreciates it. We've always traveled to see tulips, but with the pandemic and everything, we haven't been able to travel like that. And so I just brought the tulips to our house. Now it's going to be hard to leave in the spring because I planted 500 tulip bulbs last year and they all came up. And I hope they all come back and I'm going to plant some more this year. So our yard's going to be worth driving by, I think. We sure enjoy it. You know, the neat thing about it is if you go on vacation to see tulips, you can only be gone a week, right? Okay, maybe you, you can be gone two weeks. I'm usually good if I can get away for four or five days. So you only see about a week's worth of tulips. Well, if you plant them at, their, at your house, I mean, we had tulips, you know, with the early variety and the middle variety and the late blooming variety. We had tulips for nearly two months. Y'all, it was just wonderful. And to watch them through the process, I just love watching. They're beautiful at every stage. And I just really enjoyed that. She did too. So we're going to do some more of that. And you know, that's good advice. When you find something that you like, do more of that. When you find something that's good for you, when you find a way to give a good gift for people, do more of that. But take care of yourself, too. I've got a friend that really, you know, her her spiritual gift is, is quality time, and she spends a lot of time with everybody she can. I think it wears her out sometimes. I try not. I, boy, I want to spend time with her, but I don't want to make her tired. <laughs> you know, she spends, she blesses so many people with her presence. And boy, I want every chance I get for her to come over here. But I also want her to take care of herself. I want the same thing for you. I want you to do more of good things for yourself. And I want you to take care of yourself. I want good things for you. Well, thanks for listening. I really do believe that the best is yet to come.